Hi, this is Unlearn the Podcast. I'm B. I'm C. And I'm PJ. And this is Unlearn. We're going to talk about calling out the older generation, our parents' generation, on general bullshit. (laughs) All of their bullshit. All of the bullshit. Things that they learned that might have been okay at one point, but... Probably shouldn't have been and definitely aren't anymore. Served a purpose for a time, but probably aren't PC if you really think about it. Your mom is way more PC than most of her generation that I met. My mom's a hippie, so yeah. But she has her moments. My mom was kind of like PJ's mom. Okay, so I'm going to start with a really light one. But uh, B and I both worked in childcare before, and so you take first aid classes every two years and bloodborne pathogens every year. But um, I remember this very, very old woman. We would ask how old she was, and everyone's response was anything over 100. But we were talking about seizures, and she was like, you have to put something in their mouth. And I was like, no. And she was like, I know. I had seizures. And I was like, it's like we don't teach that anymore. You're just supposed to protect them. And she was like, and her old lady voice. And I was like, I, I don't even want to deal with you, but you're taking care of children. Shove something in someone's mouth. I'm gonna hit you. I mean, what if she shoves her finger in their mouth and they bite it off? That would be kind of funny and turn a joke on it. But she would do that in an infant room anyway. This is true. <laughs> there would be no teeth. No fingers. There would be fingers because they've just got gums. Yeah. It's the most fascinating feeling to have a baby gum on your finger, though. I did that this weekend. <laughs> it is. I've never experienced this. Ooh. Next child, I'll let you go. I'll let you go. <laughs> that just sounds real bad. Just ask my dad. His dentures. I forgot about that. I was like, oh. <laughs> so, do you have any stories about calling out the older generation? I, I mean, I'm sure I do. Probably the main, thinking specifically of my parents, probably the main thing would be calling out my mom whenever she gets into the let me ask for the manager mode. Whenever at retail or whenever there was one time when we were at cookout and we were going to go see a movie, but we wanted to get food first and she got her wrong and she just got so mad. And I was like, mom, calm down. Like you can't just yell at people. It's not going to make them do their job right. Like they're teenagers working on minimum wage. You can't yell at them for messing things up, but make the economy better and then you can yell at them. But, but that, she was also going through like some anxiety issues at that point. But anyway, but like we could definitely have to, like my siblings and I, whenever we're out like shopping with her, like she'll start to get like, well, they should do this and we should do that. And we just kind of like gently try and call her out, like tease her a little bit and be like, well, turn this car around if you don't behave, mom. So that's nice. probably the main thing I call my mom out. I don't usually call my dad out too much, but yeah. Sometimes I believe your dad is the opposite of B's mom and where he couldn't hear, your dad didn't talk to him. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay. He has a generally a man of man a few words. So So the story that goes with that that C was just talking about is my father is deaf. He went deaf in his early twenties. He actually just got a cochlear implant last year, so he can hear again and it's really weird. I was not excited about the cochlear implant because we grew up not having him here and it's just normal for me for my dad to be deaf. But my mom is like a chatterbox. Motor mouth runs like 100 miles a minute, 
constantly talking. And she... Think it's the only way the relationship ever worked. Like, it, it's a, a great example of that, though, is that when we would go on road trips, my dad would do this wonderful thing. We'd usually end up... my favorite thing. Cracker Barrel when we went on road trips. And I love Cracker Barrel for that. It's nostalgia. We go on a road trip, and then you stop, and you have Cracker Barrel, and you get to walk around the store for a little And we would, like, pick something out. And my dad would usually pick us out harmonicas, which sounds like a great, fun toy. And it is when you're a kid. It's a terrible toy for a road trip because you're going to be stuck in the car with us for the next eight hours with us on our harmonicas, blowing on them as loudly as possible. But you know who doesn't care? A deaf man. <laughs> I can't hear your wife complain about it because his wife can yell all she wants. He can't hear her either. <laughs> I remember this story with kazoos, but the whole time I was thinking we should add a kazoo to our intro song. We should. <gasps> we can get a kazoo. But yeah, the only reason my parents' relationship has worked very well for years is the fact that he can't hear her nag him. It's a beautiful thing. I'm shocked that it works now, that he can hear her nagging. I mean, can't he, like, choose not he to can't put turn the batteries? Yeah. Okay. Well, this is on, like, a, a slightly, like, darker note. They're not super dark. It's just more serious. Right. A serious note. One of the things that I wrote down was actually, um, uh, shortly after college, I had some issues in college that I, um, I would invite my dad to stuff, and he would be like, yeah, I'm coming, and he wouldn't come, and I was really heartbroken because um, I'd lost my mom and stuff. And so like, I just was really proud of like the, the three things that I'd done that senior year of school. I was like, these things are so important. I'm so good at them and blah, blah, blah. And um, I didn't know what to say to him. And even though like, you know, we would talk, but then, you know, he was driving me to work one day and I don't know why this happened, but I was just like, it's just, I still resent all of these things that, like, happened in the past, like, year, even though, like, he found me a place to live and let me live with him and stuff after college. And he was just like, you know, I, I'm sorry, I, I was wrong, and my disease and his, has depression. He's had depression since before I was born. Um, and deals with it here and there, depending on how things go in life. But um, it was actually a really great experience for me, though, because I was like, Dad, my feelings are so hurt, and I don't know what to do because you're, you're my dad, and I love you, and, like, I just want you to be proud of me. In these moments where I knew that you could be proud of me, you were like, yeah, I'm going to go, and I'm going to be proud of you, and then you just didn't fail, and then you didn't talk about it, and you pretend like it didn't happen, but it happened, and I was really hurt. And um, it was, But it was great because he, like, he totally owned that, and that's one of the things that I love about what we're doing is that I'm talking to him about it, he knows all about it, and he's yesterday I was like, Dad, I talked about some of the diabetes, and he was like, yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to love it, but I am proud of you. I'm like, it's okay. And so I was like, really nice then. And I was like, you're doing this cool thing. I'm just happy that you're doing that cool thing. So there's some more serious and sad notes. So seriously, I had to call my mom out on the other day was she just used the word oriental, just threw it out there. And I like, I'm actually actively trying to remember to use the word Native American and Indian to define people from India and North America or the Americas. I'm really lazy. I just go to Asian and then or yeah, South Asia, Asia. And honestly, if you're if you're in between Europe and Asia, like you're just one or the other now, or you're just you're Asian. You're from that other giant continent. 
Right, but I remember, like, and it still happens in my brain. Anytime somebody says the word Indian, there's a giant question mark in my brain. I'm trying to figure out if you're talking about a South Asian from the country of India or you're talking about a Native American. This drives me nuts. Right. So what I'm trying to do is make a point. I have an 18-month-old. I would love it if she never had a question mark, if she never realized that Native Americans were referred to as Indians. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that blow your mind? No, I would love that. And I actually, I almost would love it if anytime she heard Indians and people started telling stories about Native Americans, when she look, when she'd look at them and correct them and be like, I'm sorry, you're talking about Native Americans. Indians, they're typically Hindu and they live below Russia roughly. <laughs> right? But no. Is it? I mean, there might be a couple countries in between there. Well, yeah. yeah. It's still below, not directly. Fair enough. Fair that enough. was the only point. North South. That was something I struggled a lot when I was uh, working at my previous job. I worked in a theatrical costume shop, and a lot of people would come in and be like, granted, it wasn't always great, and sometimes you just have to help people even if you think their reasons are bullshit but they'd be like I want an Indian outfit and it's like that's kind of cultural appropriation and what are you actually using it for but some what was the terrible was it a wedding that somebody wanted to do a terrible wedding theme for that was like crazy stupid oh yeah there is one time someone came in and they wanted to do a Halloween wedding that was a 1920s Nazi there's something else but it was mainly that it was like a 1920s flapper Nazi wedding. And we were like, why? Oh, like, why? what was so beautiful about the Nazis? Yeah. I can get behind you if it's like the Von Trapp. Like, we're doing a Sound of Music wedding. We'll be like, all right, sure. That would be something. Okay. But that's like, you get two guys with Nazi I know better uniforms, now, too. But there was a time when I was all like, I definitely want to look like Scarlett O'Hara at my wedding. And I still want to look like I mean, Scarlett O'Hara at my yes, wedding. Yes, but I know better than to like throw like a old south plantation themed wedding oh let me tell you about the southern bell events that a lot of the college sororities have every spring all the sorority girls would come fluttering into the costume shop fluttering and so they would get all their southern bell dresses because it was an old south southern bell event granted bless their hearts constantly uh, oh there's not enough blessings in the world to go around for their hearts but like half, they never even got the hoops because it's at the beach, and we actually discouraged them from getting the hoops because we didn't want to clean the sand out of the hoop skirts because that's a pain in the butt. Oh god! Can you imagine if they got salt water, it would damage the hoops too. I just know that salt water pools are apparently less rough on your swimsuit. So this is the thing. This is totally off topic. I don't give a shit. I think I've just dealt with too many Southern Belle sorority girls to want to even care. But I watched Gone with the Wind as a kid, and I was like. Mom, what the fuck? This is the worst movie ever. Scarlett's a bitch. She took her boy, her sister's boyfriend twice. She never loved any of them. And the only person who ever loved her, she didn't give a shit about. And she was in love with the stupidest person in the world. And she, my mom was like, "You, it's not about that. I watched it the second time and I was like, I get it. She survived the fucking Civil War. <laughs> right? But what she what cost? I feel like that's my though. sister's life story. No, but your sister's motivation isn't the same. It's not about, like, self-preservation. It's just about, like, getting what you want. Petty. It's petty. Whereas, like, you you remember Gone with the Wind. She, I don't, like, actually. I've watched it once in eighth grade, and I fell asleep for part of it. And she, like, 
when she's like covered in dirt and she doesn't have nice dresses at all and she reaches down and she touches the earth and she's like, I'll always have Tara. Because for my mom, it was education. Because you know, your education is the only thing that mom can take away from you. Doesn't matter if I pay my student loans. You taking my fucking degree, bitch? Nope. Maybe they will. Not yet. Do you remember that terrible idea I had about how one day they're going to be able to keep us alive, like as ghosts, but they'll only keep us so we can continue to pay off our debts? Yes. <laughs> but no, they'll do it so they can get free labor. That's really what it is. Well, yeah, because you can't, you don't have to pay off your debt on minimum wage. You get like a penny an hour and you're dead. They won't pay you minimum wage. They'll be less than that if you're dead. They'll argue that you're not really people. Yeah, pretty much. So, one of the things that I did a little bit of research for this episode. Don't get used to it. Um, That's okay. I didn't know research, so. I was just bored with this research in my blood. <laughs> um, one of the things I wrote down was about my mom, because I really didn't have to call her out for a bunch. I remember her referring to the African-American community a few times and being like, that's BS. But I didn't say it to her because also I lost my mom when I was like 19, so I didn't really have the balls to be like, hey, mom, you're being racist. Shut it down. Um, <laughs> But my mom was the adult child of an alcoholic, or actually two alcoholics, and I think that um, she had to come to terms with a lot of those things because there are things that her parents said to her that were wildly inappropriate. She would tell me those stories, and I think that was kind of her way of saying, you know, you can call me out on those things, but also it doesn't mean I'm always right, even, you know. So beneficially, I got some of that, and I think that that helped me be able to be call out the older generation here and there. I think, like, even if you can't, like, maybe if you're not in a position to call out your parents or whoever like even just being able to recognize when they are wrong and being able to say well they shouldn't have said that and i won't say that i feel like that's a good thing and maybe eventually getting to the place where you can call them out sometimes it's a process i don't always feel as educated as i should on some subjects so i like to just like poke this seed of doubt she has made it all the way up the stairs my friends i am proud of her Aww. Okay. She's so upset right now. Yeah, but she's at like the bottom of the stairs and she's just laughing. It's also a hallway that is. She is an infant. A small, well, not an infant, but a small child. Yeah, no longer an infant. You have a toddler. Toddler around. The older generation. I like to poke a seat of doubt. Well, why would you think that people were abusing welfare? How many people do you think abuse that system? I think I do do that too, like especially when I worked at the costume shop, like I said, like I would be like, oh, is, is that really like what they do? I don't know. I don't remember them doing that or something like that. Or like, oh, I don't know if that's actually what they would wear. Like maybe you should do this for your event instead. <coughs> PJ's done this to me. It's real great. Have I? Yeah. Oh, go on. I, I don't know when it happens, but there periodically I'll say something and you just be like, I'm not sure it's quite like that. I'm under the impression and you won't. Yeah. It's been great because I've learned a lot, and it's one of the reasons I love living with you. Awesome. I got passive-aggressive. I'm not sure that's how it is without even realizing it. Maybe I call my parents a lot and don't even know. <laughs> so, my mom had some abuse during her childhood, and so I have to call her out on things that she just kind of thought were right and aren't to correct on, like, my child's behalf. Like... Do you really want her to wear that shirt, that those that dress? It's a little bit too short. And I'm like, why? And she'll make the comment. Well, what if somebody were looking at her? That's their problem. 
<laughs> my child doesn't have to wear like a full length moo just because you're a pervert. Keep your eyes to yourself. It's your problem if you're going to sexualize small children for wearing short skirts. I love Shirley Temple because you know what? Her skirt did. <laughs> I'm just so glad that you said that and not because she had amazing calves, but she did have amazing calves. I mean, I guess. I've I, never I, looked at Shirley Temple's calves. I mean, She's got giant calves, but it's because she tapped it. I was about to say. Like, yeah. I just, I don't think I ever thought about that. I couldn't imagine a child, because quintessential Shirley Temple is like, what, under the age of seven? Yeah. I just couldn't imagine your muscles being defined under the age of seven, period. Even ballet dancers. I've like seen it. Well, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like a defined muscle, but like, she just had like those really stocky legs. So pretty much what I say to my mom in moments like that is, do you feel like if you had been wearing a different outfit, the abuse that you experienced wouldn't happen? And she's always like, well, no, I don't think that has anything to do with it. And I'm like, okay, sit with this for a little bit. Think about that. I think it's a great way to like, if, if it's coming from somewhere like that, if it's coming from a place of like personal experience, like this is how I was treated, do you think you earned that? <laughs> because I think one of the issues we have currently, politically anyways, is that the older generation, uh, baby boomers essentially, are controlling a lot of the vote and doing a lot of the hard work that we are right now because we're not quite that age group. And um, I, think, I don't think that it's going to happen by any means, but slowly making that generation realize that their voice is a little bit awkward because they're hurt and they're acting out of some of their pain is causing people to think that, you know, girls who wear bikinis are asking for it. Right. Or boys wearing bikinis. I don't care. Right. Well, and I have the, so some, one great thing I have seen is that sometimes I've gotten in the habit of just calling my mom out, like, constantly, honestly. Because sometimes she just says, like, ridiculous things, like, almost daily when we're on the phone sometimes. Mm-hmm. But This is B's episode, by the way. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, we're really having this episode for B. Sorry. No, no we love it. It's I love led to some, like, great moments where she's, like, come to me with weird questions, though, because she, like, told me she was, like, was driving through the rough part of town over there near the shelter. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, you know, I stopped at the stoplight, and I had my window down, and this person of color, my mom didn't say that. She didn't say the N-word. She said this black man. Came up to my Which window. Is currently appropriate, but changes periodically. Right. Um, but she was like, he came up and he asked me for money. And she was like, I just, I felt really uncomfortable. And I rolled the window up and I like tried to drive off as soon as possible. And she was like, does that make me racist? And I told her, I was like, no. Because <laughs> it depends why stopped, you rolled the window up. Uh-huh. Did you do it because he was black? No. Or did you do it because he came to your window? And that's what she told me. She said, I just didn't feel like it was appropriate for anybody to be, like, in the middle of an intersection trying to get in my window to ask for money. And I told her, I was like, no, that doesn't make you racist. That makes you cautious. It didn't have to do with his race. It had to do with his behavior. No, I totally get it, though. And I think that and one of the points that and I wish I could remember who said this. So, you know, credit whoever did this. And if you thought of it and you didn't say it out loud, good on you. But um, the, it's not like our first our initial reaction probably is, oh, that person's different. But the, the important part is to go. 
that doesn't mean anything. What I need to do is recognize the other things in the situation. Like, I'm in a car, and I don't know if this person is armed. I've heard right. a lot that, like, especially, uh, like, if you're coming from a place of privilege, like, you, a lot of times you've been raised not to recognize that. So your first thought will be whatever you're raised to think. But your second thought should be what you should actually think. And yes. it's like if you're actively working against, like, those preconceived biases that you were raised with, like, that's at least a step. Right. So I, I agree. What The example for me of that is when, like, I look at a girl and I'm like, oh, that dress is too short. I can't believe she's wearing that out in public. And then I, like, correct myself and I go, well, she has great legs and she should be able to wear whatever she wants. I was, I read this thing that Peach Jay was just talking about. Peach and Jay. <laughs> it was great. I'm like peach. <laughs> it was great because... Okay. It tells you that your your learning is your first reaction, but your second reaction is what you've decided for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And more and more, you don't look in the mirror and be like, I hate myself. You learn to like yourself. So, granted, we're in our 30s at this point. Uh, Hey, I still have two months. Yeah, give away who you are, PJ. We're all the real. I'm the only person born in that time. <laughs> that one month that only exists on this planet that we're not on. I'm the only one born. Um, it's all mine. But when we were in high school, which is it, 10 years ago. Shut your mouth. 12 years. Shut your 13 mouth. Years. No, I need you to say years. shut your mouth like they say to shaft them. Shut your mouth. Shut yeah, your slap mouth. your mama and shut your mouth. Is that a thing? Okay, I don't remember Chef. Really? Oh, I don't, Chef. That's I just feel like if I slapped my mom, she would definitely slap me back. Oh, my mom would. There was a time when my mom would, and now she would just be like, what did I do wrong, B? I'm pretty sure if I slapped my mom's grave, she would come out of the earth and come back. Like Aww. Carrie? Yeah, except I'd have this moment where I was like, I miss you too. <laughs> and then she'd slap she me. She <laughs> slap me. But I also thank my parents that at some point I did not feel like that was a thing because it wasn't something we talked about. It wasn't something that I felt like created too much of a a rift for me. I will say, so my parents never heard them utter the N-word. That's beautiful. They ever. It was was like a shock to me to find out that like generation or two before it was a word. But my, like, I had a concern at one point I told you that like was my grandmother one of the like racist when it came to integrating schools versus like the ones who was like excited about it and my aunt assured me she was like she wasn't like super gung-ho about it but it was okay but she was like we were not allowed to say the n-word and they grew up around here versus my mom was from further north where it was a little bit less common at least to my understanding but when i was growing up we were very what's the word uh, secluded secluded there we go isolated isolated yes so i didn't know any people of color growing up at all i was in eighth grade before i really met anybody of color but i do remember at one point having a conversation with my mom about like interracial marriage and she had always taught me that you know you love people no matter what everybody's a person and she was like she didn't believe in it and i was like why she was like, well, the Bible says that Cain was marked, and we believe that the blackness is the mark of Cain. 
and that we just weren't supposed to intermarry. Okay, so this is, I need a Bible lesson. Did Cain have children, though? Yes. Okay, but who did Cain have children with? I mean, clearly, some rando. But, I mean, if Adam and Eve are the first people, and Cain and Abel are the first kids of the first people... Okay, yeah. cool. It cool. follows. He's had a lot of mm-hmm. And my mom, like, it was very funny to me because at one point she told me, she was like, but I just made my peace that you were going to marry this black man that we knew. And I was like, all right, mom. But, and we were always just friends, but it was just weird to me that my mom, yes, she didn't think that she felt like all people of all colors were equal, she didn't feel like we were supposed to intermarry, but it wasn't something that was going to keep her from loving her kids or loving that person. It was like a malleable racism that you could kind of chip away at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's slowly gotten better. We've talked about it. Lula Joy decides that she is not interested in binary norms that, you know, it's going to be like, She's not going to love her, or are you going to stop loving her? Because that's your choice. <laughs> it's going to be really hard. That's probably one of the things that I'm not excited about my dad having this cochlear implant about. Because, oh, you know, it'd be real easy to hide that if he couldn't hear. So just be like, he'd ask, right? He'd, like, ask why she's, like, wearing all these boy clothes, and it'd just be like, oh, she's a tomboy. You know, he wouldn't have to hear all conversations. But now hide your mouth when you talk about your girlfriend. Oh, that was real bad. Yeah, when we were growing up, if I just had to talk about my dad, I would just put my hand over my mouth and talk about him. That's (laughs) fucked. Oh, it was great. When you're a teenager and he says something you don't like and he turns around, you're just like, F you, dad. (laughs) Say whatever you want because he can't hear you. I mean, I have to actually talk to him like a person. Right? (laughs) I think we all did it behind a closed door, but yeah. It was real funny because shortly after he got the implant, my mom was like saying some wackadoo stuff down at the end of the table one day. And my husband and I were like making some snarky joke down on the other end of the table, forgetting my dad was right there and he left. And that was when I realized that he had heard us. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, that's just that so joyful. Nice. Do you want to get some cake? I want some cake. Yeah. Cake would be good. I think it's time for a cake break. Happy birthday to my mom. Yay! Yeah. Welcome back. We had delicious cake. We hope you did too. Always stop for cake. Always stop for cake. And sponsors. Especially <laughs> when it's delicious. It's the easiest recipe, too. I don't understand why not everyone knows how to make this shit. I don't know yes. how to make anything. You put it in the box, and then you buy two extra things. Three extra things. That's so many things. And it's because our generation is just starting to make things. And remember, the older generation is like, those belong to the Latinos. And we're not going to make their cakes. I think for my parents, though, it was like, we only make things out of boxes. I mean, but we make it out of a box. We do, too, now. Yeah. I mean, I think my parents were just like, we have five kids. You're eating Hamburger Helper for like three months straight. Hope you like it. What's your favorite Hamburger Helper? Uh, Oh, geez. Put on the spot. Probably just the, the cheeseburger... Cheeseburger macaroni? Yeah. That's not hamburger helper. You could just buy macaroni and add beef. I don't think you understand how desperate my mom was for any help she could get, even from a hamburger hand. My helper is still tuna. Did All we ever tunas. notice that the hamburger helper tuna. hand was not a ham a helper that was hamburger though? He was an oven mitt. He was uh, well, but he wasn't a mitt. He had four fingers. He was a glove. This is probably gonna turn into slowly our second one. 
on our next episode, but my dad used to, on the bus, when I was driving on the bus, riding away to go to school, my dad would put his hand up and he would do a long, his first index finger and then he would do all four of his fingers and then he would do three fingers. It was one, four, three. All right, love mm-hmm. you. I don't know why I wrote this as part of the research for this particular story, but I remember the day that I taught my dad about the phrase, no fucks left to give. Because <laughs> he was trying to explain this, the sentiment, and I said, Dad, we have, we have a phrase for that that our generation uses. I said, you know, it's a little rude, and he would hate this because we cuss too much, and we've done right. been very tame these past two episodes, yeah. surprisingly. Um, but I was like, Dad, it's, I don't have enough fucks left to give for that. And he was like, what? He was like, that's perfect. It's exactly how I feel. And I was like, I'm glad you haven't admonished me for using the fuck word. <laughs> I like that's the fuck word, not the F word. I did that to, um... Hack one day. Um, we were doing a play, and I spent a lot of time with her, and I remember telling her, I was like, I don't ever hear you cuss. And she was like, I do. I just, you know, choose wisely, blah, 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 blah. Backstage during Greece. And I had a headset on, and she walked into a bed, and it hurt, because I also walked into the same bed, because all of us walked into it, because it was very poorly designed. And she went, oh, fuck. The mic on, the headset, to our teacher, the guy running the soundboard, the guy running the lights upstairs, and the uh, and the other stage manager was like, she just said the fuck word. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a moment like that that's very rare. You want everyone to know. A moment like this. Yeah. Some people like forever. It's a terrible song. Yeah, it moved me. I was like, oh, it's so meaningful that's whenever I first heard it. And now I'm like, wow, really? That's something I had to call my... um my aunt out for yeah. is uh okay so you know that that is from like the first season of american idol mm-hmm. kelly clarkson i was actually listening to her newest album the other day and i was like oh let me listen to some of her oldies and i'm like oh let me not listen to some of her oldies yeah they do not <laughs> some age of them well. are good some of them are still good but some of them i'm like really right the but- 2000s were a wild time <laughs> <laughs> wild they had a bad day take you on down <laughs> that was the whole 2000s yeah, yeah i still like that no <laughs> <laughs> Daniel but, Potter. <laughs> is that who it's by? It is. Oh. Give him a shout out since we're gonna Thanks, Daniel. <laughs> Give me a recording deal. Please. Just kidding. <laughs> Does he even make music anymore? Probably. Maybe. Just underground now, just doing a Kool-Aid beat thing. Literally underground. He just works first the sewers now. He is the underground man. He talks yeah, to Heidegger a lot. Having a good day. <laughs> good day. <laughs> Wait, that's nappy roots. <laughs> I didn't know that was a song. I just made that. Gonna have a good day. Okay, we need, anyways. <laughs> Back to your story, whatever it was. I hope you remember. Um, American Idol. Yes. My mother and I religiously watched this season of American Idol. I don't understand why, but their movie was terrible, hers and Justin's. Anyways, Justin Guarini and mm-hmm. it was the thing. I remember. We I watched watch that it. season religiously too. Because well, I was young and oh, they're making their dreams come true. This isn't contract at all. Yeah, maybe we'll make our dreams come true. <laughs> Anyway, so y'all watched it religiously. Oh, so we were watching it religiously, and we went down to see my mom's family and her sister, and her sister was going on about how Kelly Clarkson had written this song, and it was original, and da-da-da-da-da, and we were like, no, no, they wrote that song for her, and um, she just would not give it up, and we were like, this was before Google and smartphones, so I couldn't just be like, let me explain to you how wrong you are currently, but my mom was with me, and I just remember being like, yeah, fuck you, Aunt Leap. <laughs> Aunt Leap. 
I hope she never hears this podcast. I'm just sitting here wondering why you didn't, how, what was the name of that? There was this thing what we used in high school and you would text, what was her name? Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. You would text Cha-Cha and she would give you information. I never texted Cha-Cha. Oh, you can like, still text Cha-Cha. Oh, what? It's terrible. I was have a Everybody, I was like you should text Cha-Cha at least once in your life. It's an experience. Actually, wait, I don't know if it's shut down or not. But, yes, you should. It was hilarious. Let's try it. It's like texting Santa Claus for your kids at Christmas. You can do that? Oh my god, it's adorable. I mean, I don't Santa have kids at Christmas, so. Well, you can only have kids at Christmas, so yeah. maybe That's, try next year. Okay, you I'll can try. borrow mine at Christmas, because okay. I'm going to have trouble with the whole Santa thing, not growing up with it and stuff. Uh, yeah. That's a whole episode, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we should do a whole episode on that. I will write it down in my... Yeah. My web. I'll help your kid. I refuse to call this a handy dandy notebook. I did not like Blue's Clues that much. I mean, it was good. You see, is that one guy on Blue's Clues? He's ripped. I have seen him. He's cute. I never watched uh, Blue's Clues that much, but you can't make him ripped. You're gonna give children sexual fantasies. I already have those. (laughs) True. They just need to be told it's okay to masturbate. What are we doing now? We are breaking stereotypes. We are giving them a hot Asian on a children's show. Wait, hold on. Seriously? Oh, no, yeah. He's adorable. He's not Asian. I thought he was Asian. Is there a new, new guy? Yes, there is a brand new guy. Oh, a yeah, new, like, new guy. Real, real this one isn't the cousin to the cute. original guy. Oh, he's adorable. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see the ripped part because stripes don't convey well, but he's cute. They don't really contour the ripsness. He does have a good contour to his face. Yeah, no stripes on that face. Well, I bet you actually put contour on his face. Oh, he I looks mean, yeah, fun. It's TV. I mean, so if you're at home, you should Google the new new blues. What's clues his name? Uh, the new new blues clues guy. That's his actual name. Apparently, <laughs> his parents hated him, but knew what he would become. He changed it because he hopes to be the next Gordon. No one will ever know who he is. Who is Gordon from Sesame Street? Joshua Gordon has De La been Cruz? on Sesame Street for like the last thirty something. He's been on since, like, season seven. It's been the same guy has played for It says Joshua De La Cruz, but I don't know if that's the actor or the name of the character. I assume it's I the know. actor. I want to say I saw him Oh, Josh. Josh. Meet yeah. Josh. Meet Josh. Go on, sorry. Cool. I don't remember what I was going to say. Gordon? Gordon. Oh, yeah, no, I don't remember any of the human names from Sesame Street. I don't remember the Muppets. I remember their faces. I don't remember their names. I don't remember their faces. I, I don't bar- remember anyone's face. So. I barely remember the Muppets' names. Well, my dad was, like, talking the other day about how he was shocked to see... Um, somebody on TV and he was like you might know me as Miguel from Sesame Street and he was like it was an old man and I remember Miguel being young <laughs> and I was like oh ha ha dad but then earlier I was watching Sesame Street with my daughter because that's all we do now <laughs> and this girl was like this lady was like I'm Maria and I was like oh my god Maria is old <laughs> time to her them. being like a teenager I think thinking what a name Maria will be <laughs> Magria. It's it's like when you have like a child alcohol. and you want to name them Sangria, but you don't That's want to That's what it sounds like. Oh, see, I thought it sounded kind of like Roman, like a nice epic hero- heroine. Magria. You know what that was? Was Magera. Yeah. That's Being what I'm thinking. Sick. Uh, Being sick. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Sounds don't make the same sounds with your mm-hmm. mouth when your voice. Yeah, but sounds yeah, don't make so the same Maria, sounds with I mean, your mouth when your voice. I mean, she's aged well. Don't get me wrong. Shout out to Maria. Shout out to Sesame Street. And Gordon. Yes. And Miguel. There is some magic on the streets, but not enough to save them from mortality. If Elma wants to come visit Lula Joy for her birthday. Oh, dude, that'd be dope. It would be super dope. Okay, wait. 
I now have to mention this. I've been watching a lot of The West Wing, and I've been, like, falling asleep to it. I woke up the other day, and Elmo was on The West Wing, and I was sure I was living some sort of terrifying nightmare. <laughs> no, no, Muppets on West Wing. It happened, and it was cute and great, and Stockard Channing, and delightful. But I was terrified that morning. I was like, what has happened to my life? <laughs> Did I eat something when I was asleep? By the it way, mushrooms. Kind of off topic, but we're clearly off topic anyways. I don't know what you're talking about. The other day, I saw this meme, and it was like, I always thought that I would grow up to be Sandy, but then I grew up to be Rizzo, because Stalker Channy played Rizzo. But all I could think was, didn't Sandy grow up to be Rizzo? Like, that was the point of the movie. Yeah, quickly. (laughs) She didn't grow up to be her. She went and changed her clothes and opened her legs. She was cosplaying as her. Side note, I think the difference is Rizzo lived a hard life and Sandy just chose to look like she lived a hard life. Cultural appropriation. I mean, it's got some catchy tunes. I sing to children the worst things I could do all the time. It's lullaby kind of sound. It does. I mean, depending on their age, they might not even... Actually, even if they can understand words, they probably don't really catch the meaning of it anyway. I definitely sing Guns N' Roses to my daughter all the time. It's true. And so the other day I was at a friend's house and um, her pubescent brother had his friends over and someone got excited about cake and I said, cake, cake, cake. And then I stopped and I was like, I cannot sing that song with pubescent boys. It's not acceptable. (laughs) It's the Rihanna song. Oh, I don't know that one. Oh, we'll listen to it. It's so. like, what, five years ago or something? Yeah. So I have a question. Well, yeah, okay. just a, a query for the room. I, mean, I learned fine. recently that Rihanna's name is actually supposed to be pronounced Rihanna. That's how she pronounces it. That's how her name is supposed to be pronounced. Speaking but I the- feel like a real snob mm-hmm. to be like, so I love me some Rihanna because then it sounds like I'm just being a pretentious jerk or stupid. So and I'm neither. I was just going to say, I've heard people say it both, so I don't think you would be a pretentious jerk if you said, oh, Rihanna, I like her. But apparently, Ariana Grande, her last name is actually supposed to be Grandy. It's Ariana Grandy. Like the Rio Grande Valley? Something like that. Um, but apparently, yeah, that's how she has Both of their publicists them. need to get on top of this shit. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I guess ah just sounds more regal than ah. Eh. Mm. Well, I, I will think say people just assume that Rihanna's name... When she pronounces her own name Rihanna, it's just because she has an accent. But so it's if Rihanna calls herself Rihanna, people just assume it's because of an accent. But that doesn't change things. If I go to Japan, I am B, not Bea, not Bia. I'm B. I would never introduce myself differently just because I'm in a different country and they speak different. Right. So I do. There's one weird qualification I have for this. And when it's names, it doesn't really count because your name is your fucking name. Right. You get to be called what you want to be called because that's your choice. But um, people who I work in a cheese department, people who come in and who are very clearly Americans or very native, their tongue is almost Southern. And then they look at me and they want how to. I look at them like they're crazy because it's goddamn Gouda. And if you want to communicate that you want a certain cheese to me. Let's get down to business. Let's not try to be a snob. <laughs> I feel like with things like that, I know like, that was another pronunciation for Gouda. Gouda is, uh, it's Dutch, so the, the G sounds like ha. Huh. And I make I it more Yiddish that. than it should be, which I is I mean, I feel like that's fair with certain things, like, yeah. like quesadilla. If, it's like a, if you come in and ask for a quesadilla, yeah. I'm judging you. Go punch yourself. There are some things where I think it's been localized enough, like Gouda, like no one's going to know what you're talking about if you're using the proper pronunciation, but like, Quesadilla, you say quesadilla, 
like you everyone's just gonna know like you're a, just uneducated yeah but, and or you're just being obnoxiously like ridiculous but if you didn't know better the word is quesadilla and from now on, we've educated you, and you can unlearn quesadilla. Oh, I don't want to like tell that to my Spanish 101 class, please. Because right. oh I my don't want to isolate people. Everybody drink, drink what? Drink the sangria? Oh no! Drink Anytime the you use the n- title of the show, you have to drink. It's a very standard drinking oh, okay. game. Oh, I didn't even know so you said title. Know that who used it? Who has to drink? B. <laughs> Be drinking. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to talk about this, but I also think that maybe we could... Get some more cake! Yeah, I really want some more cake. Yeah, don't judge me. I had cake for breakfast the other day, and I'm going to go have cake dessert. Cake, <laughs> okay, cake, cake. Oh, hey, Marviana plugging. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Oh, so this has been Unlearned, and I'm C. I'm B. And I'm PJ. And uh, feel free to email us if you have anything you've had to call an adult out on. I know we're adults at this point, but, but the generation of what we mean yeah. by adults. A more authoritative adult. More adultier adults. Adultier <laughs> adults. Adults who don't get confused when they say adult swim. Um, <laughs> uh, our email is unlearnedapodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Anchor and I think Spotify and like six other things. We're cool. And Apple mu- Music Podcast stuff. Google it. I'm sure you'll find us. Thanks. Yeah. Bye.